Welcome to the Brody Sattva Podcast. I'm Enoch Daniel. Like a lot of men of a certain age, my good friend Sosh and I felt a sense of dissatisfaction. We're settled and successful, but we also have our struggles and personal demons. For the past couple of years, we've been on a journey to become better men. By that, I mean better husbands, better fathers, better human beings, just better at this thing called life. And now we've decided to share that journey with you and invite you along for the ride. We'll be speaking with each other, as well as others with wisdom to share, and hopefully some of you. We're here to ask the important questions, such as, how can we be better men and still tell dick jokes? And what can a couple of bros learn about the path to enlightenment anyway? Let's find out and become better together. Get jacked on mindfulness, philosophy, mental health, and connection. Starting right now. Vinkat Morali is a sweet, sensitive soul. He's 32 years old, he's newly married, he's highly educated, and he's been essentially unemployed for the last two years. But this isn't a sad story. Vinkat isn't the victim of market forces or outsourcing of jobs. He's not destitute. In fact, he'd be the first to remind you of the privilege he has in being able to take the time to figure his shit out. Vinkit is many things. He's the son of immigrants. He's a brother, a husband, friend, a designer, a user experience expert. But as much as any of those things, he's a dancer. And that ability to move with the rhythms of life to hear the melody that so many of us block out and then to flow with it defines his journey. This conversation runs a little long, but I make no apologies for it. I originally invited Vinkit on the show to talk about meditation, and I think we'll have to have him back for a future episode to do just that. But bro, his journey was just so fascinating we couldn't stop. I think you'll be glad we didn't. So without further ado... Let's get into the conversation. Whenever we take this thing to the uh, the Rogan level and actually like put the film on, now I've already got my wardrobe set up. Dude, I, you keep mentioning Rogan. I don't want to be Rogan. Uh, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I want to be bigger than Rogan. Okay? I think, but like I, uh, but in a small. Kind of a, I mean, like he's very successful, but he's kind of a douchebag. Oh no, he's a complete douchebag, and I love him for that. Okay, yeah, yeah because yeah. I think he readily admits some of the douchiness. Yes. But I could be wrong. You know, I mean, he is funny. And I, I tell you what, like, I don't agree with him, but there's a lot of things he's clearly thought about. Uh, like, he's not as big a fucking idiot as I thought he was. <laughs> is that a compliment? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. I would take that way. I mean, if, if somebody yeah. said that about like, me, I thought he was a really like, like a fucking moron. And yeah, we all thought he was. And he's everybody not. in the world did. No, not. he obviously is a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Mm-hmm. But in a similar way that um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, watch an interview with him. That dude is nutso. But and he's not douchey. He's sweet. Uh-huh. He's wackadoo. Yeah. Logan's douchey. But, you know, wackadoo. But at the same time. Sorry, this is, a, this is a bait and switch, Finkett. We really just brought you on to talk pop culture for an hour. That's cool. I love pop culture. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was going for the Jason Sudeikis look today. Uh, nice. the, the white nice. I'm not accepting the Oscar or anything. So yeah, yeah well, all right. That's cool. I do like the hairstyle though. It kind of like yeah, man. All right. Gonna get, I'm gonna start us off with the the I mean like hard questions right off the gate. Okay. okay. First one. You're married to Enix cousin. Yes. And her name is Katie. Yes. So whenever you're just like, I mean, getting after it, right before it, you say, hey, Katie, bar the door. All right. <laughs> it's about to happen. Exactly. You nailed it. He did. That's that's how it goes. Yeah. That's good. All right. Sweet. That's really all I had. That's all our pre-production meeting. That's the only awesome. one I came up with. But Vinkit, yeah. thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. We're really excited to have a chance to talk with you. I, of course, have the uh, distinct pleasure of already knowing you. Uh, Sosh does not, and neither do our listeners at home. So why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I was I was uh, born in Chicago, born and raised. Um, still here. You know, went uh, you know went to school here, went to high school here, um, and then uh, had a, did a brief two year stint in India uh, as a kid, uh, fourth and fifth grade. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, how is it being a white man in India anyway? <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> it's uh yeah it's uh yeah like a like a white 10 year old uh because your name is vincent right you're italian <laughs> exactly morati <laughs> yeah can't you tell <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything he looks a bit exactly <laughs> i get that a lot actually um <laughs> I can see that you got a Mediterranean, you got a Mediterranean vibe going on. You're, you're a little swarthy, like that yeah. beard. It just fucking takes a cake, buddy. I want like beard growing lessons from you. Yeah. Oh man, oh. this, this, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I have bad days uh, or I, this is after a lot of bad days, uh, yeah. years of bad days. And then, and then you learn <laughs> what not to do. And then you're like, Oh, okay. So what you're saying is I got to put the work in. Like there's no shortcuts, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so worth it. Like here, see? And then guys yeah. like me will compliment you. Like, Yo, yeah. I think that's it. That's the episode. I think <laughs> that's a wrap, Good. guys. Wrap we it up. It. Let's go. So, all right, man. So you grew up in Chicago, except for a couple of years you uh, lived in India. Uh, where'd yeah. you go to college? Uh, uh, University of Illinois in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So first year I studied architecture. It didn't quite go the way I expected. So then I switched to computer science. Mm-hmm. Um, like any good South Asian boy would do. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> way, to play to, way to play to the tropes. Yeah. Right. Right. So, well, well, I tried it. Now I might as well just do what I'm destined for. Uh, and, and then, yeah. And then graduated, worked as a software engineer for a while. And then, you know, uh, had a, you know, somewhat of a career shift that went, uh, I, I went from being a computer programmer, software engineer, uh, web developer to wanting to embrace more of my creative uh, skills and my creative side, uh, sure. and user experience. Um, and that's where I met my partner, uh, Katie. So yeah. were you working, uh, you guys were working with the same company or how did you guys meet? We met in the, in the, uh, it was like a boot camp program. So it was a, it was a design boot camp, and yeah, we both quit our jobs. It was like a full-time boot camp thing. So yeah. tell me, tell us what is user experience? So I don't exactly understand what that is or what that means or what that, what you would do. Tell us exactly what it is you do. Yeah. Uh, wizardry is not. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's really okay. not. <laughs> right. 
I wish it were, you know? Uh, yeah. It's the crossroads where technology meets business meets psychology uh, is the best way I could, I could put it. So, okay. um, you know, you, you see any digital experience because I'm, I'm primarily in the digital field, but there's, you know, experience for physical spaces as well. Um, you know, I mean, you could see any product, anything out in the world as quote unquote, an experience. And so what we do is we study human behaviors, how people use products, how people use tools, how people interact with their environment. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, design products accordingly. By design, you mean that the, pro the programming, all of it, or is it Yeah, sort of so for online stuff, so like web and, and, and mobile apps and websites and stuff, uh, anything that you see on a screen, we'll, it's, it's essentially a blueprint. We call them wireframes. You know, we storyboard, uh, we'll take it from like, uh, which is just like sketches. It's like a comic strip almost, you know, like weird sketches yeah. and, and abstractions and stuff. And then we take that, little maps, Flow charts, lots of flow charts. Yeah, you learn this stuff in uh, MBA, in it. If you ever go and get one, just oh, let yeah. you know. I've got one of those. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. Continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you, a, that's, that's outside of my wheelhouse, yeah. but yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, you know, you take it, and then you know what you deliver to a developer, and you know, you know, business colleagues or whatever. It's mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a blueprint for a for a website. Cool. Uh, and then you move on to the next project. You know, anyone can have like a pie in the sky idea. Of like, yeah, you know, this is, we're going to do this. But, you know, when it comes down I'm, to. I'm good know, at that. I have all sorts of ideas. <laughs> Most you know, of them yeah. are worthless. <laughs> I want to make an app that, you know, that'll, that'll tell you, you know, where the bathrooms are in, in, in every building, you know, or something like that. Like, yeah. the, like, the, like the George Costanza app. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> it's a good know. name for it. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting you said that because uh, recently I had a. So I've been working on a big project with, with my company, and yeah. I've been really hitting a wall on it. And I finally had a, a great breakthrough, which was basically, "Hey, quit trying to, um, you know, kill Goliath, mm -hmm. you know, kill, kill kill the big giant or whatever, and let's let's get this thing down." And the one thing you just said that kind of perked my ears was, "What what questions are you trying to answer with right. this?" And I was like, what do you mean? I, I, I want to show everything. I want to show how um, this person does this during this month and it relates to this trend line. And then you got this big pie chart right here that shows how everything is so cool. And she's like, yeah, but I mean, you're, you sit in those meetings. What questions are they asking you? What do they want? And I'm like, well, there's a real simple, actually. All they want to see is these three things. That then build it around that. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. That makes a lot freaking more sense. But yeah, but that's not what I want to do. Right? <laughs> I want an app for bathrooms. Yeah, exactly. Brian. <laughs> oh. So, oh, Vinket. That's a Rough Riders roll. Sorry. Uh, hey, can, can we bring up DMX? Most of us are still sad. I'm really sad. That's why I keep bringing them up because it like I was rolling down the road laughing giggling going oh my god i was like 18 cracker white kid rolling the dmx and loving it I, he was speaking to me uh, so vinkit it sounds like that that sort of thing really kind of scratched an itch for you as far as creativity 
Um, is that that sort of what led you down that road, or, or what, what? Yeah, was I mean, it? like, what, 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 and what before then? Like, were you feeling empty? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, were you, was something dry, you know, picking at you and making you want to go down that road? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think, like, I first started doing graphic design work in high school. I, I had to fill an elective, so I took this like graphic design class, mm-hmm. um, and then it turned out that. I was good at it. Uh, hmm. You know, it was like just a Photoshop class or something. And so I did it. And then like that summer, I started doing um, like invitations for like dance recitals and stuff. Um, hmm. And then, you know, and then I kind of stopped doing that when I went to college. But then in college, I started doing graphic design for like all the clubs. They wanted gear and they wanted flyers. And, and so, you know, I was just kind of the guy that, that just did all of it. And I didn't charge. I just kind of did it um huh. yeah and then and then i had a part-time job uh at like the asian american office um and you know they put on events and like you know try to you know advise curriculum and stuff like that so i was doing a lot of like publication like the, i was i was like their editor graphic guy um and so i did that for a few years but those were some like when i think about what i was doing in my day job, like the corporate job that I got after I graduated versus what I was doing on those projects, some of which were free. I just remember feeling a lot more fulfilled. Hmm. Um, you know, like I was, I was also like a, like a dancer choreographer, uh, at that time. Um, and so that's a cool, <laughs> you're holding the hold on. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to dig into this. Sush. Yeah, you don't you don't get to just like throw yeah, that out. You're gonna insert it in the <laughs> just like you don't get oh, yeah, to yada yada like, the dancing. You don't yada yada the dance choreograph thing. Yeah. Okay. It's like me yada yada over my professional wrestling career. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Please continue with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I've been I've been dancing since I was a kid. Um and uh, you know, as a kid it was it was, you know, we we, we had like like these, you know. South Asian cultural art shows and stuff, uh, you know. So, I mean, I'm I'm seriously imagining Bollywood here, brother. With about like you know, it's a lot absolutely. of absolutely hip hop Bollywood. It's yeah. entire family in unison. You know, there's some dude. dude it's fucking phenomenal. You've got to see it. Like, uh, and actually, we're gonna you're you're gonna have to give me some links so I can uh, put them in the show notes, Vinkit, so we can let our listeners check it out because you're, you're oh yeah. Some I of those so routines right are now. fucking phenomenal. They're so cool. I'm yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. hard right now. But yeah, you know, it was, it was super cool. Like that's what, that's what I did growing up. <laughs> yeah. I'm really that surprised then that you ever get anywhere near uh, a suit. Yeah. Cause you, you got it, baby. You had it from the <laughs> get go. It was like cradle to grave. Yeah. Uh, um, and then in college, you know, there was, it was, it was not so much like heavy Bollywood. It was, it was called Bhangra. Uh, and it, it's a it's a Punjabi dance uh, primarily. So uh, a lot of Bollywood gets inspiration from Bhangra. Um, mm. And so you know what we were doing, you know, because we were all second gen. Most of us were were second gen, you sure. know, being kids trying to, you know, part of it was reconnecting with our culture, and and um, you know, and then part of it was, you know, um, you know, looking cool. You know, you got to look fly. Uh, Heck yeah! So yeah, that's why we listen to Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> that's why that's why that's why I played the guitar. I was just trying yeah. to get laid. Dude, I was, and I got uh, married and that guitar it's sitting over there gathering dust, buddy, baby. <laughs> you know? Exactly. 
He did write a song for me, though, guys. I didn't want y'all to know that. Actually, that was probably the best song I ever wrote. It, it brought my wife to tears. Well, I, I can't count the number of times I've made your wife cry. That is, that is the truth. <laughs> Less than me. Less than me. <laughs> so now that we're making Vinkit uncomfortable, let's move on. I know, right? So yeah, the the dancing thing. So you just you were involved with the South Asian community at your at your college. You had a group of friends. Y'all started this dance troupe. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys went to like regional competitions and stuff, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, and it's cool. It was cool, man, because like you know there was a college team, mm-hmm. um, and you know they were you know uh, it, it's it was all part of the same like competitive circuit, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know. Uh, I graduated the college team and I left that. I was like, all right, y'all, y'all do your thing. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, me and a couple of college grads, you know, started our own dance team. Um, and uh, yeah. So I was, then, that was my next question. Is it going to, is that something that continues after college or is that like just a college thing or? or... Sometimes, you know, yeah. some people stop after college and, you know, become adults, quote unquote. Right. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. you know, but we were just, you know, a bunch like started as a group of like six of us college grads being like, yo, we still want to dance. We still want to do this thing because it's mm-hmm. fun. Um, and so we, we, you know, we did one show and we weren't even thinking about being competitive then, um, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, the first show we did went so well, we were just like, yo, why don't we just go for it? And so, and that was like five year journey for, for me as a, as a leader. That was cool. That's um, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it was like leadership boot camp almost, you know, because because you go from like being the dancer to like now I have to manage people. I have to teach people. I have to manage, you know, there's fine. There's a financial component to it. Yeah, there's sure. Almost like an HR component to Scheduling it. Scheduling and yeah. all yeah. of it, you know, culture um, and then, you know, and then the actual like technicalities of the of, of teaching the dance and getting people together and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it, it almost felt like a startup in a sense huh. um, yeah. you know and it's like but none of us were getting paid we were just doing it for fun well, like, so in some way it's it's still like a startup <laughs> yeah it's still like a startup <laughs> right you have to do it for the love of the game yeah you have to do it for the love of the game or exactly. don't do it at all well yeah. that's really cool that sounds like that was like a really big part of your uh your young life you know um it's yeah. by far the coolest story that we've had on this podcast today <laughs> Absolutely. Now, are you still uh, in that world at all? Or is that sort of, uh, do you keep in touch with those guys or, or what? Yeah, I still, I still keep in touch. Actually, one of the guys just called me today. I have to call him back. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, we still keep in touch. Um, and, you know, a, a bunch of them are now married with kids. And sure. And then some of them are, you know, the younger guys are still, you know, doing it. Um, last year, actually, I was part of another South Asian crew. Or, or yeah, last or two years ago. Yeah, this this last year kind of screws everything up. But yeah, right. uh, I have to remember it was two years ago because it feels like last year. Um <laughs> Yeah, does anybody else feel like it uh I just we just watched again Endgame and like you know Thanos, you know, snapping the fingers oh, and all yeah. that. I feel yeah. like this last year, yeah, somebody snapped their fingers. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else is just about to snap their fingers again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone snap a finger already, you know? Yeah, right. Come on, hurry it up. Put on the fucking glove. Let's do this. Yeah. So you were, you see, you graduate college. Yeah. You're working stiff. Yeah. Work for a big corporation. You decide this isn't doing it for me. 
um, and you start pursuing other things. And so you, you, what, you decided to take this workshop and see where it took you, or did you quit your job while you were in the workshop? Um, so before that, so, and, and, you know, I, one of my best friends, he's, he's, he's also in the same field. He's a, he's a product manager. He's in tech, you know, but he's like mm-hmm. a few years older than me, you know? So he's been like a good, like best friends last, you know, big brother figure in my life for a long time. And, you know, he's, he's a dancer. He helped me with the dance team, you know, really helped me kind of grow into my role as a leader there. And, um, you know, dude, it all comes he, back to the dancing brother. It does, man. Oh God, yeah. Okay. So cool. more, more than I, yeah. More, so more than cool. I, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't a big company I was working for, um, uh, but it was a you know pretty heads down software shop. You know, I was like, man, you know, I just kind of feel stale. Like, you know, I did this thing, I studied computer science, and now I'm doing the, you know, like it's just yeah, like something's missing. You know. Mm-hmm. Then like this was like a whole year, year and a half of you know, me just complaining about my job over and over again. You know, he was like, here, you know, look at this program. And he showed me that program like months before. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to tell my parents. And so I, I I started taking workshops for UX, you know, after work. <laughs> yeah. uh, just the free stuff. Um, and then I tried the, you know, hey, let's, let's bring this into the company. Um, and there was some marginal success there, uh, you know. That's cool. Uh, uh, you know, the company you know, had like a three person design team, uh, and me being one of them, um, which, you know, I was able to pitch and kind of help craft, but it wasn't moving fast enough. I was like, well, I, well, I want to do this more. Um, and so that's when my friend showed me that, uh, the course and I was still reluctant, you know, cause there's that fear, right. Cause it's like, well, this is a full-time design course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm making decent money for, for 20, you know, I was like, what, 25 then. All right. Mm-hmm. 25. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, you know? So like, it's that thing of like, I don't want to quit my job for this. What pushed you over the edge? Yeah. I mean, it that is almost really actually pushed me over an edge. Um, <laughs> we were, <laughs> so he, I'm picturing like the L platform somewhere downtown Chicago. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, we were, we were, we were at a mall uh, and there was like an art exhibit at the mall, like an architecture exhibit at the mall. And, you know, we go to the art show. And again, after the art show, I'm like, man, I wish I could do this for a, for a job. And I go off again, complaining. And so he pushes me up against the railing. And he's like, quit your fucking job already. Wow. I'm tired of listening to you go on about this all the fucking time. Just, just quit your fucking job and just do it. Wow. What a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you never do that for me? You know? <laughs> Uh, buddy you just got to do whatever you can to make that woman happy all right <laughs> whatever she says you just keep fucking doing it keep your yeah head because down. you would have pushed me against the rail and she would have thrown you over the rail she would have thrown us both <laughs> yeah 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 it made it look like an accident <laughs> i tell you i i'm i'm here a couple of things i'm amazed by that story number one i'm amazed that you had a friend who was that brutally honest and that kind enough to be vulnerable and go out on a limb and say, just say that to you. Like, Hey, you know, just get fucking get over it and do it. Yeah. Number two. Absolutely. And number two, I'm, you know, I I know you said, well, God, yeah, it's like a a year, year and a half. I'm just constantly bitching out my job, you know, and I'm like, but I know people who bitch about their job for 30 years. Like That's like, you know, and I know a lot of people like that's sort of the norm. Like, mm-hmm. I, so 
number one, I think your friend's impressive. Number two, I think you're really impressive. Like that's a brave thing to do. You're 25, you're making good money, your life's ahead of you to just take that leap and say, Hey, let's try something different. I want to see if I can find something that fulfills me more. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of the things I'm grateful for, you know, now, you know, reflecting on it and, and speaking about it now, because there's a lot, you know, like you said, man, there's guys 30 years, 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. um, that just go through the same thing. Oh, you just know? humping the cubicle day after day or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you didn't have to turn to a bottle and almost burn your whole life down. Yeah. And- yeah. You know, and, th- but, you know, sadly, like that, that is the plight for, 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 for a lot of, for a lot of people, you know? Sure yeah. Not. There's and, a couple of us out there. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a couple, man. And, you know, like, I think <laughs> in, in particular men, I mean, men, you know, yeah. there's this idea, particularly when it comes around success and career, and you're so much defined by your career and who you are and as a provider, you know, that you just like you, this idea is ingrained at you, you just, you know, put your head down and keep grinding along. And, uh, well, you said it earlier, bend it, make it. Yeah. You do, you know, yeah. and just, yeah. and you, we, we've, we've talked about this several times before and it's just amazing. It's still so ingrained in us. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we start with. And we still kind of do that. And we instantly went to those old kind of ruts of conversation that's what he meant. Yeah. I mean, well, what you knew you it. Do? Everybody knew what I meant. Dance. That's what you do. <laughs> Next time somebody asks, hey, Vink, what do you do? I dance. I dance. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there's you know, there's an epidemic of uh, of depression in people and in, in men in particular who just, you know, never stop and think about if they could if it could be better. Yeah. And, you know, part of, part of my privilege there, you know, I'll, I'll call it my own, my own privilege there is I was 25, sure. was single, you know, like yeah. I, 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 I didn't have a family to support. So like, I just, I just had the, the, the social anxiety of what, you know, of being an unemployed 25 year old and fitting the millennial mold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you <know>? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you are, yeah, and that's right. I should, I should mention you are a bit younger than us. How, how old are you now? I am 32. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a bit, we've got about a decade on you. Um, I, yeah. yeah. I, I should be interviewing you guys, man. This is a- <laughs> no way, brother. No, no way. We, we don't have anything interesting <laughs> to share. <laughs> don't worry. Stick around, Sonny. We'll drop some knowledge on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you, you tried this new career. So you, you take this workshop, it's full time. Mm-hmm. You got to quit your job, take the workshop. Did you get a job after that? Or were you freelancing or what'd you do with it? Yeah. So, you know, the job, uh, so the workshop, uh, it started in like November and then went through April. And then after that, man, that's intensive. That's not like a little, you know, six week thing. That's wow. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they really grind you. Um, and it was fun. Oh man, I, I I felt like I was back in school again. Um, mm-hmm. um and I was a terrible student in school. School, um, <laughs> but this <laughs> I was this awful. was different. You finally found what you wanted to be doing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, dude. And like I I came. To, I mean, I still came to class late. I I don't know if I'll be able to change that. But like I was invested. I did my homework. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, and um, that was that was that was one of the first times I felt like I was one of the top students in the class, you know. Nice. Uh, 
and you know i i, I wasn't the top most uh that was true sure. really uh, that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. That's, that's not surprising yeah yeah so you know if you can't beat them marry them <laughs> what i always say <laughs> another nugget of wisdom from vink yeah. and Raleigh. i love it but there's something to that like when you find the thing you know that it just kind of clicks and you're like, you're doing the homework and it's not because you have to make yourself. It's just like, you're like, yeah, I want to do this stuff and I want to yeah. learn this really. And so, yeah. So like after, after that class, um, they actually hired me and Katie to, to, to work there. Um, cool. Yeah. 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 So we, that's were, high praise. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I was like, damn, I did that shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. So we were like teaching assistants, slash uh you know mentors and you know mm -hmm. help you know a little curriculum stuff here and there uh for the boot camp mm -hmm. um and then after that i was uh i was freelancing cool yeah yeah and so how long did you do that because th there's more to, there's more even more to your story here because this is not the last career change you made correct no no yeah. So <laughs> how, how long did you do freelancing before you started uh, uh, thinking about making another move? Uh, so, so I, so I freelanced for a few months and then I got hired by one of my clients. Like for the first year or two, the work was, the work was pretty cool. You know, they, they, they had a lot of this, they had a lot of this data that they had no idea what to do with, you know, a lot of cool opportunities. So, you know, they were building out their UX team mm -hmm. um, and then, I was like, I was like designer number two. I did, I, I did that for about two years. You know, I got to dip into a lot of different types of work. Um, that was, that was really cool. And then, you know, I, I think I kind of got burnt out is, is what happened after, after about two years. Did you get burned out or did you get bored? A little of both. Yeah. Yeah. A little of both. It was, I mean, it was almost too steady. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like I was building my influence at the company and, 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 mm -hmm. you know, doing all the things I got a promotion in, in the meantime, you know, um, and, and, you know, I mean, things were going well. And I think it kind of came to the point where it was like, all right, another project, another day on the, on my off time, you know, I was looking into different technologies, you know, I, there was like the first crypto surge was, was, was going big. And then I was, I was producing music on the side. You know, which was, you know, again, a stem off the dance team. And I was making music for, mm -hmm. for and then I was making music for myself. Um, mm -hmm. and so I was doing that on the side. So I was like, um, so you're just like mixing tracks. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of remixing. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, my thing was and it started with the dance team. Uh, it's traditional music. But, you know, us being second generation kids that, you know, grew up in, in the Raised by Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. We, we would throw, we would throw Wu-Tang on top Fun of life under, yeah. under Indian songs and we would dance. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that it was, it that was, makes perfect freaking. I mean, I believe that's what Wu-Tang was bounded on. Yeah. yeah that's fucking dope. Yeah. Thug life. Oh um, yeah. You know, samurai culture. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You're, you're mixing like genres and, and I'm, cultures I'm, you know what I'm and, doing? I'm doing the exact same thing you did that one time with Marlon Brando. <laughs> Wait, you just, you conflated two ancient cultures and you said that's the same thing as mixing up the name of an actor? With, uh, <laughs> what was the other actor's name? Uh, De Niro? Was it De Niro? 
No, Pacino? No. I can't remember. Shit. Pacino. It was yeah. Godfather. It was Godfather. <laughs> Who played his son? Al Pacino, right? I don't care. I've moved on. Ooh. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he just wants to be somewhere else. Al Pacino. He's like, At this point, he's like, like, I just want to leave. <laughs> guys, cool, uh, well, I, we also had to apologize because we haven't like really talked to each other in a minute. So it's kind of yeah. also. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm bringing, yeah. It's kind of we've like, actually oh, we've we've brought you in to be our couples counselor. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, God, man, I miss you. Oh, I want to yeah. say something funny and make you laugh like I do and yeah. uh, see the see the love that I bring on your face. And I'm really all I'm doing is sabotaging Enoch's uh, incredible train of thought and his <laughs> uh, so yeah i'm trying to be quiet <laughs> we're all yeah. we're doing we're all doing fine it's all fine it's mm-hmm. fine so vinket you're feeling some creative urges that aren't really getting uh, met in your current job you're mixing some music you're doing this and that what happened what happened then yeah i think you know because i was burning the candle on both ends and mm-hmm. then uh you know i had a i had a nine to five and then a five to nine and, you know, uh, I was, I was by that point in a, in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so trying to balance that, trying to balance this, trying to balance, you know, and yeah. And Cause they want to see you sometimes, you know, sometimes once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in your twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Not in your forties. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Those were the golden years. <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> You know, I and I think I kind of hit a ceiling as mm-hmm. well. Uh, mm-hmm. And but but I kept going, right? It's that it's that thing that we do, you know, like yeah. that we go back to, you know, like yeah, you you, you keep bitching about your job for thirty years. For so I kind of yeah. fell back into that same cycle. Sure. Um, and I just kind of kept doing it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've totally had this conversation in my own head. Like, well, you know, not everybody has to love their job. Or, or, you know, sometimes you just go make the donuts because, you know, the donuts got to get made. Yeah, they got to get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, sorry. Go ahead, Bing. So, Vinkit, so yeah. you're, yeah, we've established you were just putting in the hours. And at some point you're like, I want to do something more. So what did you do? What happened? Uh, well, I, I kind of just kept going. You know, it's, it's not like I wasn't doing my job. Sure. Um, I think at one point the burnout got so bad that I just wanted to stop working. Hmm. Um, you know, cause I was, you know, I was, you know, feeling some, some other jobs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, trying to see what's out there playing the field, you know, what other companies are doing and having sure. conversations with people, you know, but everything just sounded terrible. Everything is like, yeah, well, this is just another version of this. Like, so you just hit, you version. just hit that wall and we're like, I would just rather not get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, I just don't want to even do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I, I quit. How, how was your relationship at that time? Cause you said you were, is that, I mean, I'm assuming this is Katie. Yeah. 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 So okay. we had, we had moved in together then. Um, and, uh, you know, by that time and again, like, well, what was I like 29 or something? Yeah. Um, and uh just hanging under the 20s by the skinnier teeth yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and that that was getting to me 
yeah. So where was her head during this? Like, were you, I'm sure I'm assuming you guys were discussing this. You were talking about your struggles or were you just kind of like doing the, uh, the alpha male? I'm just going to hold all this in and, and not mention anybody that I'm fucking miserable yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then take it out on people. I mean, that's, yeah. I know that's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's, that's what I didn't want to do. Um, uh, well, maybe I did it a few times. <laughs> um, sure. but that's good, that's good honesty and self-awareness. Nice. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, now we're getting into it. Yeah. I think so you quit. Between... You just quit. Like you just, just like that. You just quit. You just said, no, this was after a good year and a half of the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. History All right. Somewhat repeated itself. But, uh, but Hey, you know, a year and a half is a hell of a lot better than 30 years. I mean, like, you yeah. know, you jumped off that diving board a lot quicker than a lot of people do. Yeah. You know, because I think on paper, I was I was producing the same, but in my mm -hmm. head, I wasn't mm -hmm. producing as much. So I thought that I was going to get let go. Wow. And so it came it came down to this feeling of me thinking that every Friday was going to be my last day. Wow. Um, yeah. Were they surprised when you quit? Some people were. Yeah. Um, but I don't think my manager was. Really? And he kind of knew, you know. So tell me, tell me a little bit. I, we kind of were, I was digging into this a little and we got sidetracked, but tell me a little bit about Katie. Like, where was she during this? Like, were you guys talking about it? Were you just like, did you just come home one day and say, I, I just, I quit my job. Just thought I should let you know, or like, how did that go? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, um, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we would, I, we would, we, we talked about it frequently. Um, mm -hmm. we talked about it all the time. And like, you know, there were nights where, you know, I, 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 I would have trouble going to sleep, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, sometimes I would, I would, uh, I, I wanted to party on the weekdays, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. been know, there party on the weekdays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. not the healthiest of practices. No. Yeah. Yeah. We've all, we've tried that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, uh. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just wanted to party by myself <laughs> in the, in the, in the living room. Sure. <laughs> Listen to. That is know, a, a, a time, time tested and uh, honored uh, uh, adult male, uh, poorly functioning coping mechanism. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it um, and it came to a point where I was like, yo, first of all, I got to stop this. Sure. <laughs> So was she supportive when you told her, uh, like, look, uh, enough, I'm, I'm going to quit. I need to change. Yeah, she was totally supportive. Or she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this rent ain't going to pay itself, bitch. You can make <laughs> this money now. Yeah. Dollar, dollar bills, yo. Don't make me take my rings out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually seeing her as kind of the, uh, the, the, the before mentioned friend who probably threw you against the rail a couple yeah. of times to be like, go do this now. Mm -hmm. yeah is that is that accurate she was she was the she was the the less aggressive version yeah yeah i of, could see that yeah. mm. um tell us, tell us more about that yeah the, don't I, get don't get all hot and bothered oh, sorry move on. sorry oh no <laughs> different kind of podcast yeah different <laughs> Yeah. So, so you, and, and that's great. And I think we, we had a, another uh, guest on the show, a friend of mine who did you know, something similar, like had a very drastic career change. And one of the biggest factors, I think, in him being successful in that and even being able to have the bravery to do it was he had a partner who was yeah. just totally on board with it. And yeah. they, they were both just like, look, yeah, we're going to follow where our heart wants to go. 
mm-hmm. you know, consequences be damned. Let's just give it a shot. I'm so thankful for that, man. Um, yeah, yeah that that's awesome. So, it's so important. And mm-hmm. it's awesome, you know, having a partner that supports you that way. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like she could have come at it with fear, you know, oh, sure. oh, like, oh what's going to happen, you know, and we've seen that play out and that doesn't play out well, you mm-hmm. know, but the people who care about you when they're supportive of you, then you realize that all this fear that enables the inaction is really coming from you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause I could totally see that playing out where, you know, if you guys didn't have that kind of relationship and you didn't communicate like that and you didn't feel that support mm-hmm. where you could, you know, in your head, just be thinking like, I've got to keep faking it or this woman's going to think I'm a deadbeat. You know, I might want to marry this girl. Yeah. Like I, you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure she thinks I'm a provider and that I'm not going to do anything to buck that trend. hundred percent. And I, I wonder if that is something that, you know, does hit most of these guys who do this crap for like 30 years is a lot of that has to do with the poor communication they have in their own relationships with the people they love. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they talk to them better, they, you know, probably get a lot of, hey, you're yeah. good. You work well. Wherever you go, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll probably be very successful at whichever you choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny you say that because those were our conversations where nice. me, you know, going to her and being like, I don't want you to, you know, I'm afraid that you're going to look at me as a deadbeat. You know, I'm afraid that you won't see me as a provider, you know, dude, that is so fucking raw and vulnerable. Like, I mean, wow. Yeah. I'm blown away that you would open up to this woman in your twenties, no less open up <laughs> right. to this woman and, and be that raw and open and honest. Like I, God, yeah. Chills. Right. I got goosebumps. Yeah, got him. Got him right here. Yeah. It took, it took, you know, 10 years of marriage and three years of therapy before I got to the point where I could talk to my wife like that. Like that's amazing, brother. I'm yeah. still unable to. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, yeah, maybe paints a picture of where I was. It's uh, <laughs> you know, you know, like, cause questions about proposals were flying out and questions about where to settle down were flying out. Yeah. If you're going to make me an honest woman, what, Yeah, you know, <laughs> a wedding was going out. So I was like, how the sure. fuck am I supposed to do all I have to, I have to pay for this, pay for this, pay for this, pay, yeah. you know? And then yeah. it's like, and now I want to like make a, you know, find my, find myself. Like. <laughs> right. Who's got time for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is not, not, not the right time yeah. last last train's leaving to find yourself buddy you better get yeah. on it or forget it <laughs> yeah. you know yeah so so then i was like all right you know i wanna and you know it was it was it was almost like there was more pressure for that than there was like the job stuff you know? sure more pressure yeah. for, like because she was always on there like i know you'll figure it out you know like i'm confident you're smart you're capable you'll figure it out all right mm-hmm. Uh, but when am I gonna get this ring? It's not. I noticed this hand's a little empty. Yeah. <laughs> they get like that in their late twenties, man. They, yeah, yeah, you know, you can only string them along so long. Right. I joke around, but you know. <laughs> that's no, how I. Sarah, I can't Sarah had been living with me for a year. Uh, yeah. had had uprooted her career and moved off to Memphis where she knew no one when she just randomly turned on me. I, I felt random to me. I'm sure she'd been simmering with this for months now, but turned to me in the kitchen and was like, so what are your intentions here? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I could totally see her doing that. <laughs> 
And the funny thing was, I was already ring shopping. Like I was gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, whoa, whoa, baby, baby, slow down. <laughs> let me, let me, let me do it right. Give me just a little more time. It's like you've had a lot of time. I'm like, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I was like, you know, she was like, she was asking about a timeline, and I was like, don't worry, I, I got a timeline. You know. It's, it's, <laughs> Don't worry. It was like, oh, no. baby, don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I told her, I was like, oh, you're, 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 you're going to be, you're, you're going to be blown the fuck away. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, you got nothing planned, homie. What do you, what, what do you say? You, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what do you say? Now you're talking a big game. You're writing checks. <laughs> your body can't cash. Yeah. yeah, it's like seeing the salesman make all these promises. And, what do you say? That's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, you you've got this girl dangling. <laughs> you, you quit. You quit your staring, job. You're staring at your thirties. You've quit your job. What are you gonna do? What do you do? What'd you do? What am I gonna do? Well, um, my my first. So this is what I told my friends, um, and then I'll tell you about the reaction afterwards. Um, so. Before I quit, I told my friends, I was like, yo, I need a break. I'm burnt out. Um, so I'm going to quit my job and make music full time for three months. Um, and about 90% of my friends told me, don't do it. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> they <were> like, what? <laughs> that seems typical. I mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, I think you just, I mean, take a break if you need a break, but like, don't become it. Yeah. <laughs> and these people had listened these friends had listened to your music too right yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no yeah i mean so you were like, like ed helms character on the office yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna make it andy yeah right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and then they see me on american idol like, yeah <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> Simon. but yeah you know looking back on it now if I heard my friend or if I heard myself talk to me and tell me that as a friend, I would say the same thing, you know? Sure. Um, sure. Because the thing was, I hadn't put out a single piece of music until right. then. Like, and I still haven't, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, I did this whole thing and <laughs> say, say, say that part again. Yeah. You still haven't. I still haven't. I <laughs> that's still awesome. Haven't. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that's what I needed. I was, you know, I, I didn't have the vocabulary to actually say what I needed to say. Um, sure. This wow. whole thing of like, I you know, like I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to maybe go off and become a music producer thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I haven't even put out a single piece of music, <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy. Wait, it's sometimes, sometimes we need to flail a little bit. You know, sometimes yeah. you need to pick the wrong thing to find the right thing. Yeah. Like, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? You you, you took you, you quit your job. You started trying to produce music. Yeah, and you know, like, um, I had one piece of music ready, um, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna release this. And it's and it's one of the hardest things for producers to do. You sure, know, release their own music. Any artist, for that matter, put out their own work, uh, especially for the first any, time. Any creative work, it's just putting putting it out there in the world. I mean, there's so many ri- closet novelists. Like you've got stacks and stacks of manuscripts that they just never send to anybody. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm probably the version of that for music, you know? Um, 
<laughs> I just have all these tracks just sitting there. Um, but yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I had a sketch, I had a release schedule and, and, and I was making artwork and I was doing all this. And then when it came time, yeah, I you're just, doing the easy stuff. Like yeah. Seth Godin says, you, you don't want to do the hard stuff. So you do all the easy stuff, spend all yeah. your time on that to mm -hmm. avoid doing the thing you don't, that you don't want to do. <laughs> right. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I just, and I kept pushing the date back and I kept pushing the date back. Um, but it was around that same time that, um, I also started seeing a, seeing, uh, seeing a therapist. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was through these conversations, you know, that the thing, the thing I realized was that if I needed a break from work, mm -hmm. right. The thing I needed was a break from work, right. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked music and dancing to me were, was work. That's sure. how I was looking at it. It wasn't sure. a hobby. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was work. That's I'm serious about it. I, 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 I want to see results. I want a certain result or, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so he was like, you essentially, you know, quit your job looking for a break, but then you're going to work again. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense. You know how, like, can you explain how this makes sense? And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And so, you know, he gave me this one exercise where he was like, I want you to take one day for yourself and don't do anything work-related. And so music is work-related. Uh -huh. uh, job hunting is work-related. So don't, don't do anything. If you want to watch TV for the whole day, do that. Before he told you to do that exercise, how long had it been since you'd done that? I can't remember. You just never done that? I couldn't. I... Dude, you don't even have kids. I know. I know man I know because I thought I was I thought I was pursuing my hobbies or no no I I yeah I, I thought you know because when they I were was hobbies in, but they were work yeah. yeah yeah you know they were they were they were hobbies but they were work like so you were just grinding 24 7 and had been since you could remember yeah so you start so what happened when you took that day it was it was one of the hardest days you know because I was I was getting texts from you know katie and, and my dad you know hey can you look into this for me and katie hey can you you know do this chore or you know hey can you do and you know and my sister like it was just you know i was just like oh so if i step out of my life for a day mm -hmm. this is this is my day mm -hmm. and, and then you know that next week i went back to him and i was like oh yeah no wonder i'm a fucking you know yeah i'm just you are mess like you are burned out yeah. yeah yeah you know it was around then that I started to realize like that's when I started to practice I feel like I started to understand what real self-care was because hmm. that's yeah. what I needed yeah you know I didn't need a new job I didn't need you know to put music out you know and become you know the next Dr. Dre like I, I didn't need to do any I needed to take care of myself mm -hmm. um and i wasn't doing it and all the things that i thought were self-care you know <laughs> and go get a massage and go do this and you know go mm -hmm. you know you know uh yeah you know look, you know it's crazy how hard that is to figure out yes because it's different for everyone what i'm what i'm starting to realize it's also just like it's crazy how hard it is to figure you're 
like I, I went through this. Like you're you're just miserable. And you yeah. keep thinking like, okay, well, I need to try this thing. Okay, I need to try this thing. Oh, if I could, if I could just do this, if I could, mm-hmm. if I could pull this off, then I think it, it'll, I'll make it work. Or then you take that wrong turn, like, well, maybe I should just, you know, drink a pint of whiskey a night and uh, and just stumble through the day the next day. And if I keep myself really fucking numb, I can make this work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really hard to figure out, like, oh, oh shit, I just need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But the, the way you say, like, how do you do that? Because I feel like yeah. I'm in such a better place than I was a couple of years ago, but yeah. I am still in that. I, I'm not, I got no clue yeah. on how to take care of myself. I still am searching. Like, I know something's wrong. I know it's not where I want to be. I know it's so much better than it was. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that I'm not okay. And all this, you know, I got it. And I'm still yeah. working, self-aware, mm-hmm. but I'm still kind of, at that point where I'd, I'd love to have figured out the magic jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. of what kind of self-care. And it, p- perhaps it's just the fact that uh, a pandemic, Thanos snapped his fingers and all that crap that mm. <laughs> screwed, <laughs> screwed what I had going yeah. up. Sure. But it, anyway, sorry. So yeah, what, what, do you, what do you do to take care of yourself now, Vink? Nowadays, and this, I mean, I mean, keep in mind, like I still consider myself like very early in this, and it's taken me like a good two, two and a half years to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, fuck dude, I just had a breakdown like three months ago. So it's oh, just, wow. like, you know, so it's like, it's constantly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That is exactly it. <laughs> you know, it's always this constant, you know, it, it's, it's, it's this slow, asym- it's almost asymptotic, you know, is the best way I can do it. It's like, you're never going to get it. And it's constantly going to change. And you just kind of get closer and closer and closer and closer to it as you go. What was the, what's that word? I'm sorry. Asym, asymptotic. It's a mathematical term. Yeah. It's like an asymptote. Math is, <laughs> math is hard. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's that, that curve. I get you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the curve that like, you know, gets closer to the line, closer to the line. Never the quite line. touches it. Got you. Keep dividing that distance in half. Mm-hmm. You'll still never get there. Yep. But you'll get close enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things, and you know, I'm at I'm at like the other end, like I'm over here, and this <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, so so you so you but you have realized it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But to Enoch's earlier question, what what are you doing? What are you doing for self care? Uh, what am I doing, man? Um, I'm exercising for myself, um, which is which is different, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um. Uh, I, I got back into the dancing. I, I took about like three or four years off of, off of the dancing, you know, to like focus on my career. Uh, you know, I started dancing again for fun. I wasn't like a team leader. I wasn't a captain. You know, I was just one cool. of the dancers. Um, yeah. And it was a new, you know, it was, this one was more hip hop oriented, not as traditional. I was a new guy. I was the worst guy on the team. And awesome. It, it was amazing. Such a great, <laughs> yeah. it, such it a great place to put so- yourself in. Yeah. yeah, it does. It sounds incredible. I mean, there's no, the bar is low. It's nothing but pure joy and fun. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm learning, you know, and like, I'm just one of the guys again, you know, yeah. I'm not yeah. team lead this, but, and that was different because, and that was a self-conflict too. Cause you step into that environment and you're like, I should be running this shit, you know? Sure. And that, that was like, no, that's not why we're here, you know? So like, it was that. Right. And then I started gaming again. Um, Cause you know, when I was a teenager or growing up, like I'll, I'll play, you know, Starcraft and Diablo and like all those games. Heck yeah. 
Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when we were when we were freshmen in in, in college, uh, uh, so and I, I guess it was sophomore year. Yeah. Sosh and I were roommates, and I uh, I had this laptop, and he would want to borrow my laptop at night to play Diablo. <laughs> but he would stay up all night long. So finally I, I, I had to like impose limits on him. So he would go to sleep. I was like, okay, I'm going to give you the computer, but I'm not giving you the charger. So when the battery dies, you have to go to sleep. <laughs> True story. Now also it, we play. See, I've always taken care of you. You have man. You've done me so right. So many times, but the, 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 the little funny uh, caveat to that as well is that when it first came out, both of us were playing it so much on the same laptop, by the way, that mm. when we went to uh, when we took a spring break, we're walking around like in real life and we'd hear that sound of like a ping and we'd look on the ground for somebody to have dropped a magic ring. It's so true. We were like, dude, this oh game is messing. It's Heidegger. It's 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 changed our brain. Oh, man. It's <laughs> the design right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo when it first came out, that was a game changer. Yeah. So what do you what are you playing now? Uh I'm playing I was I was really into Destiny for a while. That looks like a cool game. Never played it. Super cool. I love it. I love it so much. And then I, I was playing StarCraft for a while. Mm -hmm. Um and then like I was like, you know what? I wanna I wanna get on the con uh on the on the console. So I bought an Xbox, you mm -hmm. know. Oh great! I got a bunch of these games. I got all the Halos and mm -hmm. you, and then I got into PC gaming, um, and you know, got to you know build my own uh, or upgrade my own uh, gaming PC, uh, nice. which was cool. So like, and I remember doing all thinking about do, wanting to do all this stuff and and you know wanting my own gaming PC in high school and wanting to play these games and stuff, and I never got to. So it was a cool chance to feel like a kid again. I, I got a Switch um oh the switch yeah. is fun yeah it's so fun you know and those games are lighter you know mm -hmm. so it's not like you're you know it's not all about shooting people <laughs> so, even right. though that's fun um so yeah you know i'm just <laughs> trying to you know all i'm all over the board and the amazing thing is i'm not trying to be a gamer you know i'm not trying to win yeah probably the worst guy i, I suck at all these games you know <laughs> But it's but it's fun. Are you like online getting getting like made fun of by fourteen year olds? Yeah, probably. You know, yeah, yeah. I it's it's funny because I never actually came across any of like the tox the toxicity. Really? Oh, that's um, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's. See, I assume that's all there is. Like, I, I have no idea. I know, the, you know, yeah, like I'm ready for it too. <laughs> the, few, the few times that I've actually been on. Uh, yeah, I say I've, I've tried the the, the Dungeons and Dragons, Neverwinter, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I, my kid's great at Call of Duty, mm -hmm. and it freaks me out. It's like I'm on speed or something because it's just very anxiety ridden for me. Mm -hmm. uh, people pop pop out of nowhere. I can't control the control. There's too many buttons now, so I need something that's a little slower. But these these kids, I mean, yeah, they are. They're like twenty, sometimes yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Mm -hmm. horrific language for such young people terrible oh yeah. terrible I, yeah shameful. Uh, they're real nice not only that but they're really nice to me and they're like oh that's so cool that you got 13 year old oh you're 42 wow where are you playing that of little rock arkansas cool mm -hmm. 
no mention of barefoot, pregnant, you know, cousins and <laughs> you redneck oh. piece of shit. Get off of our yeah. server. Yeah, exactly. None of that. They take care of you. <laughs> Come on, old timer. We'll keep you from getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. So wow. cool. So yeah, you sound like you're pursuing old hobbies. You're you're trying to do things that just kind of feed that part of your soul. Sounds like you're you're playing, like living in the moment with play. You yes. know? Yes. And it's so interesting when I reflect on it now. Um, and you know, when I reflect on like 27-year-old Bankit, where um, you know, the importance of play in adulthood. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You know? Oh God. And it's so easy to lose. Yeah. And it's dude, like I was I was I was thinking about this the other day. You know, it's like as soon as your balls drop, you know, yeah. you're, you're told you got to look cool and swag and sure. you know, everything's about, you know, I mean, everything's about getting laid and everything. Don't make a fool of yourself. Getting a girlfriend and this, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's all, it's all like uh, men in groups. Like it's, it's all about uh, like, like I, sometimes I think of like primate displays, like it's all this like chest puffing and, and mm -hmm. uh, the peacock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and like, like I remember me and my cousin, we would play Pokemon in secret, you know, because we didn't want our friends knowing. That's you know? so great. We're, like, we're the old, you know, because like. How old were you? How old were you? I was maybe in like sixth grade, right? So That's still so young. Wow. <laughs> How awful Pokemon, is that? Pokemon was over by then, you know? How yeah, awful yeah. is that? We were big Magic the Gathering. Huh? Oh. Uh, Enoch and I, yeah, big Magic the Gathering. In fact, I, I tried to teach a 13-year-old it as well and he's not really down yeah so um, are you so you're like you're you're two and two and a half years into this journey are you doing are you doing anything to earn money what are you doing um yeah funny thing about that is uh <laughs> funny no, just nice well, i mean enoch that's that no uh, that's a nice way to put it yeah I feel like you've grown in this episode alone yeah now, what do you do yeah right so how do you make who money? are you yeah. no, who are you really <laughs> what do you bring to the table these days well um my years in slaving at corporate america has have left me with a nice little cushion that's nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on we got a retired 32 year old no no oh we, no we got somebody who's been on like a five-year sabbatical here yeah you know, i understand that play is good and all man but jesus how the hell did you pull that off <laughs> <laughs> I heard the fuck these out. are the that's how, that, I, that's how I pulled that off. <laughs> these are the faces of jealousy. Yeah. Um, look, this, this interview's over. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> oh, no, me and my me and my therapist have this joke. It's like, yeah, I, I spent all this time making a lot of money in corporate, you know, being this guy, and mm -hmm. then now it's just all going back into therapy. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said and now you're putting my kids through college this is great <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> anytime no I, I mean i have to go back soon i think you know that's um it's it's the back and forth you know it's the dance yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. man nice i like how you tied that back in there that was good what how do you feel about that no i think you know um because i mean i wasn't I, I didn't completely take time off. Um, and, you know, as, as you know, as we've spoken before, Enoch, you know, I've been helping my buddies with, you know, yeah. kind of their thing off the ground. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and I, I guess I was under the impression that was sort of your plan. Like you were going to, you know, see where that took, where that went and run with it and, and yeah. see if that yeah. turned into a career or, or what. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that would, and it's still. Tell, tell Sosha about what that project is, by the way. Just let him. Um, so essentially, so one of my best friends, um, he is a DJ slash producer out in Houston. Um, so the idea is to, one, build his brand. Um, and then the other idea is to, to build a company around this idea of building brands for artists. Um, and so, you know, and he's essentially the first guinea pig, quote unquote. Um, and so now it's, awesome. it's, 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 it's essentially a content house. Uh, so, you know, we'll produce content, you know, music content, podcast content now, uh, marketing content, and just kind of, you know, building relationships and, you know, just kind of seeing how to get this thing off the ground. Right. Uh, and you know, it's it's like a new, it's it's like a different take on your traditional music label. How's that going? It's 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 going. You know, uh, the last few weeks, uh, I've had to take some time away from it. Um, you know, just uh, just because again, I was, I, I mean, I love I I love getting burnt out. So uh, <laughs> sure, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, know, and, and I also wonder about like, sorry, I hate interrupting. Yeah, but I do it so well. Um, <laughs> Being 32 and a hashtag millennial, mm-hmm. you know, I've noticed that a, a lot of people just slightly younger than, than Enoch and myself kind of made a, a career and make careers out of like several different irons in the fire. Yeah. And I wonder if this kind of, uh, you know, we got it figured out. We're going to work where we only work where our passion is but we're not really sure how to then play or how to uh, do it, do it all and, and keep going with that. If that's mm-hmm. going to be something or, or if that, you know, is more just a certain demographic within said age group, or if that is going to be kind of like a, um, a thing for millennials. I think so. And uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, my partner just sent me uh, an article just, just a few days ago, uh, about how millennials are the burnout generation. And so after I read that, I mean, I don't feel alone, but this idea of, yeah, like having to, you know, we're, you're essentially raised and optimized to go into this workforce. And then, you know, so, you know, you're essentially dealing from the blowback of two recessions. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, student loan debt, you know, and then at the end of the day, this thing that you've been promised that will feel fulfilling isn't fulfilling. Yeah. You know? It's a cue. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think too, I, I often feel like the millennials just get bagged on way too much. It's stupid. Yes. I, yeah. I always come back to, I think the, the millennial generation learned from their parents. And they saw what happens when people give loyalty to a corp- large corporations or one career path and, you know, everything they worked and dreamed for just falls apart and then you're left with nothing. Yeah. Like they, they, they learned those lessons and learned them well. And they're like, yeah, why would I be loyal to a fucking company? They don't care about me. You know, right. if they can squander my pension, they will, mm-hmm. you know? And then inherited a brand new set of problems, which is now I'm going to chase all these passions, but I constantly have this drive to monetize uh, these four or five different 
things that I'm constantly trying to keep these saucers. I don't even think it's so much following their passions. I think millennials work three or four jobs because they're poor. Like, mm-hmm. like, they, like, I don't you know, know, I don't know if I agree with that. I think I, I mean, of- I hear people talk about, oh, well, we got this great economy. I'm like, great for fucking who? Like, oh, yeah. People are no. just trying to make a fucking living. That, that, that is definitely true. I'm not trying to, to belittle the, the hardships of the people that, you know, are coming up in it right now. And, and like Vink said, the two, two freaking recessions and the blowbacks of, of student debt and not being, you know, all that stuff. But I, I do feel like, the ones that I talk to, the reasons they do these two or three different things is they feel that that is the way to make a living. That's a, they want to have three or four different things going because. Well, because neither one of them is going to make them a living. <laughs> like, so you, yeah, do, you don't but, do three or four different things because you love doing those three different things and you just hate sleep. You do three different things because none of those one things is making you enough money to support yourself and feed your kids. And it might That's have to what be, I think. well, and, and you might be right. Well, but, and then be. there's also, I mean, there's also like us. I mean, like, you know, this isn't a career. We don't get paid to do this podcast. Like, I, like you know how much time I put into this shit? And I do a it lot because more than me. it's fun and it's something I am passionate about. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's some of that too. There There is a desire to see if you can monetize something that you are passionate about as well. Anyway, mm-hmm. now that we've explained yeah. your generation yeah. to you, Vinkit, tell us what you think. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, you got off, man. <laughs> it's like, you guys he just off. says, yeah, you guys are right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're done. Yep, We're done. He's like, Jesus, <laughs> old assholes. Boomer. Boomer. <laughs> My kids fucking call me a boomer. I'm like, dude, you don't know what a fucking boomer is. Shut up. That's all right. Yeah. My friends call Gen me a boomer. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> what is it? Degeneration X. That's it. <laughs> X baby. Yeah. I went. Uh, I went to X Professor Xavier's to School for Gifted Youngsters, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. But I think both of you guys are right. I think you know. I think um, you know. Yes, we did grow up seeing our parents. You know, go through go through the system. You know, um, I mean, my parents are around the age to retire, um, and you know they were promised. I, you know, I mean, and, and you listen and like the things they expect are like, not, you know, like, yeah. it's not much, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, oh, like, you know, a retirement party or, oh, some acknowledgement that I've given this company 40 years of my life, you yeah. know, but instead it's like, oh, you're leaving. Okay. Bye. You yeah. know? And it's like, oh, okay. So we've, we've seen Clean that. out your desk. Sharon's moving in there. Right. <laughs> Here's security. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there's, so, you know, we grew up seeing, we're seeing that. And then we, we do want to follow our passions, but those passions aren't paying the bills. Mm-hmm. So you need to do something else if while until this kind of moves along and, you know, and then mm-hmm. you just have to do it. You have to, yeah. Like, you know, spinning the saucers, you have to spin the saucers and, you know, there's no room for hobbies there. You just, then you end, then you end up uh, totally fried out and retired at 29. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Done. And dancing. Yeah. Dancing. Dancing dance, into the dance. I'm going to dance into the sunset. This is now the time on Sprockets where we dance. <laughs> he doesn't even know who Sprockets is. I know. That's why I said that. <laughs> I wanted to see his reaction. I'm just laughing, like as though I think yeah. I'm in the joke. Exactly. <laughs> I could tell. He's like, oh, yeah, that. That's cool. That's cool. You guys are Fuck cool. Fuck you, 32 year old. <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and I don't know. If you keep saying you kept going and, 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 you know, making the donuts. But at the same time, I've heard twice now where in uh, kind of not that long a time, you do have the self-realization and the wherewithal to then make said change. Do you think that, where did you find that? Do you think that's upbringing? Do you think it was your peer group? Um, just you, uh, you know, a mixture of all that? Because, you know, like Enoch and I were talking about, dude, I mean, the norm actually is, no, man, you suffer for 30 years and you shut the hell up about it because otherwise you're a bitch. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, Was. And I'm trying to think about, trying to think about what I was feeling in those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost like, I feel like when you're pushed to the brink in those, in those scenarios, you know, it almost feels like a life and death situation. Wow. You know, it almost feels like, yo, if I don't do this, I'm going to end up a statistic, you know, at the age of 60. Mm -hmm. That's what you see in front of you. You see these guys plugging along for 30 years, 40 years. And then, you know, you see, you know, stress and, you know, stress related heart, you know, like heart issues, you know, heart attack, Um, you know, Asian men are a growing demographic for, for early heart attacks. You know, why is that? Um, you know, and, or if that doesn't get you, you know, depression, um, mm-hmm. and all of these things that you realize in your sixties when it's too late. And so I, I saw that I was like, if I keep going like this, I'm going to end up like this. Yeah. I don't want to end up like this. How did you see that? I mean, I, I, most people don't, you know, or, or they cynically see it and they don't have the bravery. So I, Hey, or, or they just keep plugging along, plugging along and thinking like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure yeah. this out. I'll get no. it on the, I'll get it on the next go round. I mean, a, you saw it and B you did something about it. And, and earlier when I, when I was asking that, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the friend putting you against the rail or, or Katie or your parents or school or Seinfeld or what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. What, you know, if you could like look at like i think these things had that kind of influence on me yeah you know and and i think part of it you know part of it was my parents man um and part of it was you know like you know my parents came from india you know in the late 80s you know i mean my dad went my dad used to work at burger king when he came here you know like wow. you know he would, would, wow. would like and you know it's 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 like you're you know it's like your typical immigrant sure. story you, know, you come with like a few dollars in your pocket and you got to make it work. And in that, you know, you, you don't have the luxury of following your passions. Yeah. You know? And I saw, you know, I saw my parents give up a lot so that me and my sister could have, you know, go to extracurriculars, you know, or like, so that I can dance. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and I saw them punch, you know, go into the corporate, you know, salt mines and punch in and punch in every day and you know it doesn't come without resentment you know but you know why they're doing it Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like and to see you know an entire generation of parents 
you know, kind of be treated the way they, where they are by this large corporate system that, mm-hmm. that, that we have. And it's like, yo, I don't, you know, like I, I appreciate what my parents and all parents have done for, for me and, and my, and my peers and my contemporaries, but sure. You know, if, if I can choose to not participate in that and do it differently, you know, so that I don't end up being another statistic, um, I got to do it. You know, like, it's just like this thing, like there has, it has to be about more. It has to be about more than going to work and coming home every day. This is really, it's really interesting. I think number, number one, the way you describe it, it's because I was thinking in terms of you made this choice, this incredibly brave choice. And the way you describe it, it almost sounds like you just didn't have a choice. Like you felt like you were going to just fucking die if you didn't do it. Yeah. You know, it also it also kind of sounds like um, the pe- the very people that gave you the example of kind of what not to do also really did kind of give you the example of, hey, trust yourself and do this. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not to punch the clock per se, but to take that freaking risk. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself. This is worth it. I I also my my other kind of thought on that I was thinking was that there's just there's so much optimism in that choice to yeah. think to think the idea that there is a better way. Hmm. I I think there is, and you know I think at the end it's like I've 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 never been how do, how do I say this? Um, one of the most freeing thoughts that I have that I probably take for granted a lot. Um, and then I don't tell people very often cause it's scary, mm. but it's like, I've never been concerned about my ability to make money, mm. you mm. know? Where it's like, listen, like I got a cushion today. I've worked my ass off for it, but mm-hmm. I got, if tomorrow I can't get a job, I'll go sling burgers, you know? But sure. like, you know, if, if, if I have to do to make rent, I'm, I'm going to do that until I figure that shit out, you know, but um, it's just this visceral reaction against, you know, needing to borrow money or, you know, needing to do anything of like that. Um, yeah. Like that's all, really liberating here. Yeah, yeah. It's the fear you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We, we, we create that fear. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, no matter what, and like, I have to constantly remind myself of that, you know, cause I mean, I mean, I'll say that. And then like, Five minutes, I'll check my bank. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because yeah. that's there too. Yeah, Katie yeah. comes in and says, dollar dollar bills, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's just such a, that's a liberating thought because, you know, I've been working since I was 14. I've been, you know, doing some kind of part-time job, you know, or some type of thing making money and that's the thing about i mean that's the thing about america man if you want to make money you just got to work you got to work mm-hmm. for it you know mm-hmm. um, that's one of the you know that's like a like the immigrant ethos you know? sure <laughs> it's just like yeah you can make it in this country but you gotta work um and so now it's like okay well how can i work and and enjoy it mm. you know because i you know and like you know like my parents obviously want me to be stable and financially secure sure and so in terms of like taking risks and stuff you know it's it's you know like being an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer is a less risk averse but financially rewarding career path mm-hmm. 
for me, you know, maybe it's me, you know, trying really hard to believe that American dream stuff that I've been, you know, thrown, you know, that's been fed to me since I was a little kid, you know, it's like, well, I want to do the American dream. I want to follow my dreams and, and, and yeah. Make money too. yeah, sure. Um, but you know, in 2021, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's harder than, than, you know, you're told it is. And so he's got to figure it out. Yeah. But What's not your dream. Everybody got dreams. Yeah. What's your dream? Everybody got dreams. Yeah. You know, even over the last few months, right. Like towards the end of last year, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, dealing with all these migraines and, and this and that. And again, mm. candle on both ends, I was, you know, job hunting and, and doing the creative work and, mm -hmm. you know, just like and again like the moment i stop making time for my own play mm. and the moment i stop you know the self-care goes down then you know you'll get sick you'll get you know you'll have a headache and you know you'll, you'll start feeling the effects of anxiety and depression and then mm. that you know slams your product productivity right and sure. so it's, it, it all just kind of works in the cycle and so, it's a spiral yeah 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 you know, what I'm telling myself is, you know, you can have your creative, you can have your lucrative career and you can have your time for family and then have your time for hobbies, but it's a marathon. That's, and not a race. And mm -hmm. I think that's been the biggest realization for me is that, all right, if, if, if I don't get to this thing today, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if I don't get to this one, you know, piece of artwork today, or if I don't do this today, that's fine. But how am I going, you know, and that's just, it's a constant, like, you know, it's, it's right. the other side of that. The other side of that too, is uh, you have to pay yourself first, right? Like it's so easy to put yourself at the bottom of, of that totem pole or, or that, that list. And then you end up, you know, getting dropped. Right. I find myself doing that all the time, you know, where yeah. like, oh, well, I don't have time for exercise. I don't have time for meditation today because I got all this other stuff. I'm so busy. I'm very important. Right. And before you know it, the wheels fall off. Yeah. Not only that, we usually, we usually put that mind frame on the stuff that is the self-love as the, 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 the stuff we're trying to avoid, like working out. Mm -hmm. I can tell you how much of a barrier I've built up to that this last year. I've had nothing but time. And I've been working from home, mm -hmm. but I've erected this huge wall around that. Mm -hmm. And yet that's the self, like you were saying, exercising for you and, and the play, you know, so I, I hope you kind of like get, get it all written down or get, get something kind of like, this is a great guide uh, for probably like three people in the world, but <laughs> it's awesome. three people. Yeah. There's three people who need that message, though. <laughs> but it is such an awesome message. And I do hope you procreate because I feel like mm -hmm. you will find such enjoyment in the play. You, you give my kids like five minutes and next thing you know, they're like climbing up walls and uh, and, and trying to do handstands and shit. And I'm like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> playing, man. Yeah, just play. I wish I could do that. I yeah, guess right. I, yeah, I, I wish like that would just come instinctive. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do a handstand now. Yeah, <laughs> watch me climb ahead, this I'm pillar. <laughs> right. So my, the one that I constantly just sit there and imagine and fight the urge to do every time is when I'm in the grocery store and I've got the grocery cart. I seriously just want to kind of roll it and do a 
freaking handstand on that as the carts roll. Like, I think I can do this. And every time the fear is saying, no, no, yeah. no. And not just, you know, of getting hurt. Actually, that's really no fear at all. Fear of people looking at me. Fear of. I, uh, I'm not going to be that friend who tells you to just fucking do it. I'm going to be that friend who tells you you're going to get hurt. Glenn's actually said, yeah, man, you should just start doing some push-ups and some, um, you know, like core work and things like that. And just do that. Okay. That yeah. Okay. So awesome. build up to it. I just meant like, you just like decide one day, like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> just do it with no training. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's what I did an entire professional wrestling career that way. Oh, hell yeah. Very oh, little. God very little uh, residual pain comes from that. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, uh, by the way, the wife is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. It's it's a probably about time to wrap it up. Thank you. Been, this has been such awesome. a great conversation. I really sure. wanted to dig into your meditation practice. I'm bummed that we never yeah. even got to it. Can um, we do, do this again? Do a follow-up. Yeah, we might we might have to talk again someday because yeah. I would love to to dig into your experience with meditation because that's a big part of uh, both Sosha and my own journey. Yeah, yeah. I think it's our golden golden nugget now. That was <laughs> you were going to say a, cow, yeah. and then you thought it was going to be racist. No, no, I was going to say caramel. I was going to say caramel, and I thought that was racist. Appreciate that Not too. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna have to edit out the whole last five minutes of the show. Damn right. it. We are a couple of no. Vinka, thank oh, you so right. much for being on the show. Oh, yeah, fuck. We really enjoyed we really enjoyed having all. you. Thank you for giving us so much of your time. Yeah. I suck at this. Okay, go Bye ahead. Now. For sure, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. Yeah, hopefully we'll get you back someday. Man, I, I got to say, this is one of the, the, this is so much fun. And uh, you are a blast. And and thanks. I'm, you were grateful for a lot of things. I am very grateful that you're in this world because that was, <laughs> that was a great story, dude. Hell yeah. And, um, thanks, hell yeah. Love the hell out of it. Nice. Oh, awesome. man, yeah. This was fun. Hell yeah. 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 You guys are doing this. This is cool. All right. Yeah. Bye, guys. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. God knows we always do. Don't forget to subscribe so you can continue to follow along on this journey. And please join us. Let's get better together. Or at the very least, 10% less shitty. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse at True Brody Sattva. That's true, T-R-U. And don't forget to check in at our blog, thebrodysattva.com keep up to date on what's going on in our world as always this show is written by enoch daniel and social woodbine and produced by me and special thanks to scott holmes who wrote our theme music until next time keep working keep seeking and keep living that brody side for life bye now